Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. my comeback episodes. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I just have to say it's so refreshing to be back on the mic. Wow. Like, okay, I'm ready. Let me tell you, I've had so many DMs and emails and texts and IG story mentions from my return. And it fills my heart so much that people are enjoying this show and that you're willing to share it with your own community too. Like, thank you to everyone. This has been such a warm welcome back. You guys are friggin' awesome, and I'm like sending all my happy vibrations your way and all the love right back at you guys. Like, frig, it's awesome. Okay, I want to get started though on part two um, of the of this episode. But first, for those of you who may not have listened to part one, or you're like me and completely forget everything instantly, <laughs> I'm gonna do a little uh, a little recap here. So in the first episode, I spoke about why it took me so long to come back and start hosting uh, new podcast episodes. Uh, In other words, what have I been up to in the past six months? Originally, I was only going to take a two-month break. It was like a summer break, but that quickly led all the way to 2019, which, if you do the math, is a six-month break. So sheesh. Uh, I spoke about, um, in episode one, I spoke about how I got overwhelmed with the busyness of life and how I was ignoring the signs and the red flags my body was giving me emotionally, physically, and mentally. And this led me to take a serious look at the, at the pace in which I was going. So in the, in the, in that moment of my life, the podcast just felt like it was too much but my ego was refusing to slow down because that would mean I was a failure okay so part one was all about quote-unquote the story I was telling myself based on my beliefs of what it means to be successful and how I relearned to be present so live in the moment and just go with the flow of life so that was the first part of my journey back managing time like time stresses and emotional stresses. Now, there was a second roadblock that was interfering with my life that I want to talk to you guys about today. So I mentioned this a little bit in part one, but today I'm going to give you a bit of the backstory on my physical health, uh, which might seem kind of shocking to some of you. It is kind of shocking to me. I didn't really, I do not talk about this. This is probably the first, this is definitely the first time I've mentioned on any social media platforms. Uh, the physical health side uh, of my return. So I first want to say like right now, everything is fine. I believe myself to be in good physical health at the moment, or at least I'm on the up and ups to figuring this all out. So don't worry about me. I'm okay. Uh, But this, my, so this all sort of started about 
I don't know, I'm going to say six years ago. It was like between five and seven years ago. Uh, I started to get this weird feeling in my body and it was, it was like this extreme fatigue feeling. My body felt heavy. It felt dark and it didn't matter if I was well rested or eating healthy or relaxing or what. I felt so tired in my physical body. Uh, yes, there was also some like brain fog, um, like, does anyone ever feel the fog while it's actually happening? Or do you just notice when you're thinking clearly? You're like, oh, I'm thinking clearly now. I don't know. I don't really recall being there being much brain fog. Um, but the fatigue was mostly in my body. So it would bring me to the point of feeling ill. Um, I felt sick. I, I sort of felt like I was dying. So I started calling it the death fatigue. <laughs> Now, this fatigue, just so we're clear, was not the same as being tired. So I would have like short nights or tired days or like super big work days and feel tired or exhausted. This was not even close to like the regular feeling of being tired. This was like, there was, there was a difference between being tired as hell and the death fatigue, okay? It was actually very comparable the, the death fatigue is very comparable to the way that my body feels or felt after running a full marathon. So any of you marathon runners out there, you might know what I mean by this. Like when you complete the race and your central nervous system kind of like shuts down and you're like exhausted and it's like a physical sort of you don't want to move feeling like it's kind of like when you're bonking sort of. However, this there was it was there was pain associated to it. Um, but that's like the most comparable feeling I can describe for anyone that's interested in feeling, feeling what I'm feeling, go run a marathon. <laughs> Anyways, I have to say that the death fatigue didn't actually last very long. It would happen maybe once or twice per month and, uh, at the beginning and it would last about an hour or maybe, maybe half a day. Then it would just go away. Sort of like a headache just disappears. You know, like you take a Tylenol and you don't even realize your headache is gone. But then you're like, oh, I don't have a headache anymore. It was kind of like that. Like all of a sudden it would just be gone and I would feel sort of normal again. Um, I never, I, 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 I had no idea what it was. Like I never really understood what it was. Like when it was happening like five or six years ago. I just, however, I had this like small inkling that maybe it was some form of depression uh, but it was so random and short-lived plus I mentally at the time or during this time I, I didn't feel depressed so I just sort of got through it when it was happening and then continued on with my life but then in May of 2016 so two and a half years ago I quit my job as a high performance coach completely changed my life one thousand percent and it was a very very I don't know dramatic time in my life however this was like a positive change uh and I was very much looking forward to it I was ready I was yes I was scared as hell of the unknown direction my life would be going in but I needed to make change in my life so I followed sort of that inner spirit and that 
need or want for something bigger and better. And I went for it. And it was around that time that the death fatigue started to get worse. Now, this extreme tiredness was super strange and typically would happen in the morning. So I would wake up from like a solid eight hour sleep. I'd wake up, start my day. And within about an hour or so, it would start. So I got this heavy, dark pain. Like it was like I was, it was, I was carrying a thousand pounds on my back. Um, and it got so bad during this time that I, I, I also started to experience like this nerve pain down my arm, which felt like electric shock waves running down the base of my neck all the way into my hands, both arms. It was not cool. So at this point, I started to experience some distortion in my vision as well. <laughs> so I started to see things as though like my vision was traveling at warp speed. I like to describe it kind of like, uh, you know, Star Wars, like, or Star Trek, like warp speed. Um, and, or my eyeballs were having like a seizure. So it was shaking back and forth. Um, and I was seeing like the world shaking back and forth. Like, first of all, when this was happening, I immediately felt sick. Like it, it was like a motion sickness feeling. It was horrendous. I would close my eyes. Um, but when, when it, when it was happening, like I, when I, essentially when it started happening, I, dro I drove myself straight to the emergency room <laughs> because I was convinced that I had a brain tumor and that I was actually dying. <laughs> okay. It's funny, but it's not funny. It's only, I'm laughing at it now because no, I don't have a brain tumor. No, I'm not dying, but I, I essentially got a brain MRI immediately. And what they found was that I had a lack of oxygen, uh, meaning a lack of blood flow to my optic nerve and that I was experiencing something called an optical migraine. So there's no pain associated to it, like no headaches associated to this type of migraine. Um, everything was normal. Otherwise, I was just seeing things that weren't there. And my brain was telling me it was telling my eyes that I was seeing, it, I was seeing something that wasn't there. And that shaking that I felt, I saw and felt physically was not actually happening in reality. My eyes were completely still. Uh, so it was, side note, the brain is fascinating. Like, oh my gosh, uh, it's hard to believe. I was like hallucinating these things. Um, visually and physically. Like, so I was feeling something that was happening that wasn't actually happening. It was crazy. Anyway, this diagnosis led me to begin some alternative medical practices like cranial sacral therapy, acupuncture, which I had done as an athlete when I skied for Team Canada. But I was also doing some energy work with Yoda. Uh, and during this whole process, it was established that my death fatigue had absolutely nothing to do with my vision However, the therapy I was receiving for the optical migraines did seem to help with some of my fatigue syndrome, uh, symptoms, not syndrome, whatever. Um, it took about six months for my visions to go away and to figure out a balance on how to stop the optical migraines from reoccurring so often. Um, 
And it, that was done by relieving some of the stress and tension in my neck to allow for more blood flow to the brain. So I don't know if anyone knows this, but I did break my C5 and I herniated my disc between C5, 6 in a big ski crash. And I guess like during the, the ski crash happened a long time ago. It was in 2003. I had a really bad accident and broke my neck. And uh, I guess there's some built up tension in there that was just sort of slowly building um, and and blocking the blood flow into my brain. So during those six months, the fatigue only happened like maybe five or no, I don't know. I'm going to say like 10 to 15 times throughout the whole six months. Uh, and then it kind of continued at that rate for the next two years. Why? I have no idea. What was happening? I don't know. Was it all in my head? Uh, maybe. I have no idea. Where all the symptoms, um, like, I, I, I would ask myself, were all the symptoms a sign of physical depression based on the pace change my life took from switching careers and moving to a new house? I also broke up with my boyfriend at the time and, like, was, like, kind of starting over on all things. Like, was this depression? Maybe. It sure is easy to chalk it up to that. It makes sense. So again, when I was experiencing it, I would just get through it. And I started to practice more yoga and I started an at-home yin yoga practice daily. I was really paying attention to the patterns associated to my feelings. Like even food I was eating, I was paying attention to what I was eating. Maybe I was allergic to something. I don't know. At the end, the dots weren't really connecting. It was, it was a very confusing situation for me. <laughs> so then last January, so January, 2018, it started to become like the, the death fatigue, the death fatigue, sorry. It started to come back more often and for longer periods of time. Um, and so I had, I, I had to do something because getting through it was just not cutting it anymore. So I went to see my medical doctor and she gave me a prescription for an antidepressant and told me that it was just depression and that I was not alone and that I just have an imbalance of chemical in my brain and if I take these drugs, it's going to be fine. But that didn't feel right to me. And I was convinced it was not that. I left the doctor's office and I was like, you know, I... It just really didn't resonate with me. I I was also, I felt like I was in a really good place in my life at the start of 2018. Like great things were happening. I was appreciating life like never before and taking an antidepressant just didn't seem like the right solution. So I didn't take it. And I know what some of you guys might be thinking, but like bear with me here. Anywho, life was beginning to move at a faster pace at that time as well. I was managing my time well sort of off and on and during this time so between january 2018 and may of 2018 all the things were happening in the comeback part one of this podcast so if you listen to that that's sort of like the main time frame when i talk about that so ha <laughs> uh all of the things were happening with my emotional brain body whatever you want to call it um, that I spoke about in part one and the denial I was in about how to manage the pace plus the death fatigue was now occurring every single day. 
So every single day, usually in the morning, I, it would start sometimes it was in the afternoon or I would get it in the morning and it would last all the way through until the evening of that day. I would have this dark, heavy, extreme tiredness with nerve pain and it was awful. <sighs> I was so tired, I could barely do anything and I would, I would go to work and I would come home and lay down and go to bed. I was like, you know, meanwhile, it was summertime and everyone was outside hanging out on patios in the evening and I was like, for the most part, saying no to so many social things. I was in bed, like, binge-watching Netflix shows on my laptop. I was kind of, like, I was starting to feel depressed. I was like, why me? You know? I'm. If anyone can relate to those moments in your life where you're like, why me? Oh, my God. That's kind of what I, that's where I was going. And, you know, I would force myself to go out for a run because exercise did, in fact, help. Uh, and what also seemed to help the most, and you might laugh here, is drinking alcohol. So I would go through these phases of drinking wine or booze of some sort every single day because it would like numb the pain. I'd have like two sips of wine and the death fatigue would sort of lift. It was so interesting. But oh my God, this meant like I would start drinking at like 1 p.m. Because <laughs> that's when it was like some oftentimes the worst in my body. I was like day drinking. And then my hangover the next day would get so bad. So I stopped drinking and I would like go on this like crazy cycle. It would, oh, it was, it was, it was not healthy. Okay. That was, that was for sure. What I was doing was not right. And I knew it. But by the end of the summer, um, I did start to change some things. I was doing a lot of juice cleanses. I don't know if anyone remembers seeing this on Instagram. I was doing juice cleanses. I was eating amazing food. I was not drinking any alcohol. I was working out again, going for massages all the time, relaxing, slowing down. And all the while I was feeling like absolute hell. It was so weird. It was very discouraging. <laughs> it got me thinking, you know, maybe I am depressed. <sighs> like this was some sort of, there was definitely some sort of imbalance going on. There must be. There was no way in hell that this was my new normal. The physical pains and the fatigue level in my body was actually making me feel depressed in my brain, in my mental space. I was, it was depressing. Uh, the amount of effort it took to get through the day, some days, was astronomical. I was exhausted from being exhausted. And I was breaking. Well, maybe, maybe that's not the word, but... I guess I was starting to have negative thoughts about myself and I was I was making poor choices in all areas of my life and I just wanted someone to take responsibility for what was happening to me. I also just wanted someone to like make it all go away. Uh, it was this really crazy internal battle and I, I, I was depressed. I was feeling depressed and I, I didn't really know what to do so I went back to my medical doctor. Now I need to say something here. I am one of those people that feels sick and goes to the doctor. I know there are many, many, many of you out there that are the exact same way as me, but there are also many of you out there that ignore the symptoms within your body, okay? Because maybe because you're afraid of what you might find out about yourself, or maybe you're lazy or too busy and then you never go. I'm not one of those people. I go to the clinic all the time 
ignoring the signs and symptoms your body gives you can get you into trouble. In the end, it's never worth it to ignore. Listen to your body. That's all I'm going to say about this. I was listening and no, the feeling I had was not normal. All the red flags I was facing with this was not normal. And I refused to accept that my life would continue on this way. So I went back to my doctor and she basically said I was depressed. That I have depression and and that these meds were going to be the only way to get me help. They were the only way that was going to help me. And I remember asking her, can you give me some other options here? Like, can we do some more tests? Can we dig a little bit deeper? Because again, like it just didn't really resonate with me. And um, she didn't like that question. But we kind of met in the middle and she prescribed me the drugs. But she also gave me a requisition for some deeper blood work. Now you might be wondering, why am I, why was I, or why am I still so hesitant to take antidepressant medication? I also understand that this is a highly controversial topic. As most of you know, or at least I hope you know, I'm a massive supporter of mental health. I believe mental health comes before physical health even. I understand we're all different and our bodies and minds need different things. I do not judge anyone who takes any sort of medication in any way for any sort of issue. I I don't care. It's absolutely none of my business. I don't care. I believe we all need to do what we got to do to be healthy in our lives to live our best lives, the end, okay? However, my decision to press for more tests is because of this reason. I used to take a very high level antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication called Effexor. I took 300 milligrams per day for six years. Now this started when I was having trouble dealing with the anxiety of competing on the World Cup tour when I was an athlete for Team Canada. It was prescribed to me by a uh, psychiatrist that was recommended to me from Team Canada. And I saw this through all the way until the end of like just post divorce. So after I I got divorced from my husband, I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and uh, depression around skiing and my life following that. And um, basically, yeah, after I got divorced, I started to wean myself off it. So. I I weaned myself off because I was extremely reliant on this drug. I was still experiencing some anxiety and depression while taking it. And the symptoms of withdrawal, which I would feel immediately, were so intense that I couldn't function for hours of the day if I was 30 minutes late taking the pill in the morning. So this is a type of pill you have to take every day at the exact same time. I took mine when I woke up. And the feelings... Like the withdrawal symptoms were so crazy. It was like extreme vertigo, nausea, and weight gain. Okay. That's one of the reasons I believe I gained so much weight so quickly when I missed the Olympics. So I gained 85 pounds in a year. It was it was because of this drug, I believe. Anyways, it took me 18 months to wean myself off the drug. And when I did, I realized that life for me was a million times better without it. Okay. I had also begun my journey of awareness and self-love at this time. So I was like really happy with my decision to wean myself off. So, 
you know, taking the drug didn't feel right for me any longer. So yeah, I understand that my doctor was not prescribing me like present day. My doctor was not just prescribing me the exact same drug. And I understand all drugs are different, but again, I wasn't convinced that this was my problem. My instincts were basically like screaming, do not take that. Do not take that. So I listened. It was, it was kind of challenging too, because going back to our beliefs, I grew up believing that my, my doctor's always right. Listen to what my doctor says. They know everything. Listen to them 100% of the time. So, you know, when I started questioning, could she be wrong about this? I was like challenging my ego and challenging my belief systems again. It was really, really interesting. But after that last encounter with my doctor, I... I got all my blood work done and while I was waiting for my results, I saw a natural path. Yes, I realized that there are a million opinions out there on who's better, an MD or a natural path, and I'm not here today to break the debate wide open. But what I want to say is that she, my natural path, gave me some alternative options. So she actually believed that my issue stemmed from like a liver or kidney problem and immediately put me on some support supplements, as well as some like other little remedies that she thought might help. She wasn't convinced it was depression either, so I started taking these supplements. Uh, In fact, I'm still taking them right now because they did help me. My energy levels increased, my mood and my motivation slowly increased. That fatigue sort of lifted a little bit. But then it plateaued again. And around that time, I got my test results back, which led to more questions and more tests and more waiting. And then finally, there were a couple of flags. So finally, I started getting some actual uh, results <laughs> back. And the major one was that uh, my the cells in my body were classified as malnourished meaning they were not absorbing vitamins and minerals properly. Now, was this happening all the time? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was just happening during those death fatigue moments, okay? This is a very uncommon thing for a person who has a diet like myself and a lifestyle like myself, unless you have celiac disease, which I 100% don't have, okay? So my doctor and my naturopath were a little bit stumped on what to do, and they both felt it was appropriate to continue with the liver and kidney support. So that's what I did. And I wasn't exactly getting better doing this, but I wasn't getting worse. Okay. It was, I was sort of stabilizing my body a little bit more. And I was honestly like so happy because finally something, I had something to work with here. It wasn't like you're depressed, take these meds. It was like, okay, let's try and figure out how to balance out your body. Uh, okay. So I should mention that all the while I was doing this, I was also seeing Yoda, Adele Stratton twice per month. Now Adele is an integrational manual therapist and was reading my body's energy and helping me with my central nervous system to calm it down and balance it out. And we were doing work on my energetic fields. Uh, when one day Adele made a recommendation to me, she suggested that I see her friend Christy, who is an Ayurveda, Ayurvedic doctor. 
Now, I'm not sure how many people listening are familiar with Ayurveda, Ayurvedic medicine. I had a very basic understanding of it because we did cover it during, I did my 200 hour yoga teacher training a couple of years ago and we did cover it for like one or two days. Um, but essentially I, I was, I, so I knew what it was, but I didn't really know what it was. Now, for those of you that don't know what it was, <laughs> Ayurveda is a, it's a, it's a science that was developed thousands of years before modern medicine. And it actually continues to be one of the world's most sophisticated and powerful mind body health systems. Okay. Stay with me here. There are two main guiding principles to Ayurveda, I believe. Uh, the first one is the mind and the body are inextricably connected. The second thing is nothing has more power to heal and transform the body than the mind. Okay. So <laughs> when Yoda first recommended this to me, um, two things crossed my mind. The first was, Holy shit, this sounds ridiculous. And the second was, hell, I feel so bad and so dead at this point. Why the hell not? Like, why not try try this? So those aren't exactly the most positive reasons to seek out help. But I was, I was actually desperate. And I booked my first appointment with Christy on Saturday, November the 10th, 2018. Okay. Now I know what I'm about to say might sound super dramatic, but I have to say it. This day literally changed my entire life forever. So I just want to talk a little bit about why it changed my life and what Ayurveda is. Okay. Ayurveda, there are three main doshas. Doshas is another, a dosha is another word for element, I believe. And according to Ayurvedic medicine, there are three substances or doshas present in the body okay the three doshas are kapha which is the earth element pitta which is the fire element and vada which is the wind element so yes i realize that all this sounds like a little bit voodoo magic here but wow i can't wait to share with you what i learned about myself and how i'm now a changed woman okay so if you have if you have any curiosity about this google it Okay. In the meantime, I'm going to try and get Christy on the show to come and guest so she can talk about all these things. It's the most interesting way to heal the body that I've ever done, let alone heard of. So our initial meeting, we figured out that I made up of two main elements or doshas. I'm a pitta kapha. So I am a fire and earth element predominant person. Okay. Oh, and by the way, how the doshas appear in your body is what makes each of us unique in our own bodies. We're all different. You can take a simple test online, actually. If you just Google it, you can figure out what dosha you're made up uh, made up of. It's like super easy. There's a million free tests out there. It's kind of cool. So if you want to go do that, go do that. So me being a pitta kapha, that means that when I'm balanced, I am fiery and grounded at the same time. So... When I'm not in balance, or I'm not in balance, um, then there's a whole slew of problems, most of which I was experiencing. They are fatigue, digestion issues, anger, bad circulation, anxiety, nausea, migraines, acne, joint pain, just to name a few, I was having all of these things. 
Now, Christy told me based on like a two, we had a two hour consultation. It was awesome. We covered everything from A to Z that's going on in my body. Um, that all of my doshas were out of balance and that in order to get back in balance, I needed to gently change some behaviors and routines in my life to suit the needs of the dosha. Okay, so this is what she prescribed for me to do. I was prescribed to wake up between 5.30 and 6 a.m. every single day. And I was to do a morning check-in or meditation. Okay, this time of the, the morning, the reason I had to do that was that time of the morning is my vata time, so wind time. And I needed to balance out that wind element a little bit more and um, um, and get present and grounded during the wind time. I was also... To, the first thing I was to drink in the morning was hot water and lemon. I had to scrape my tongue when I was brushing my teeth. Uh, throughout the day, I was to drink a nettles tea and a dandelion tea. And the biggest one was to eat only cooked and hot foods. So nothing raw, nothing cold. Okay, that was the only one that was like crazy. The other stuff I was like, okay, I can incorporate in this my routine anyways. Not a big deal. So I was like, seems pretty good to me. And then I was like all these things, this is what's going to help me. This is going to help my death fatigue. Okay. I'm in, I'm doing it. So I committed to all the changes and like within 10 days, I had actually, this is the most shocking thing. I actually lost 10 pounds. I lost 10 pounds of fluid and inflammation, that bloating, disgusting, heavy feeling that was accumulating in my body was gone. And since then I've kept it off. Like it was just immediate. It was like a pound a day of just shit leaving my body. I, I started regaining energy. My mood shifted. Um, I was experiencing the death fatigue on a much lower scale. I would say prior to starting these little life changes, I was experiencing at, at like a level seven, eight, nine out of 10. And then after 10 days, it was already down to like a one, two or three. So way, way lower scale, far less frequent. And I was like experiencing sort of like a normal day. Actually, what I was experiencing was better than the normal I remember. Just by doing these little things. Now, I think I said in part one of this series that I pulled myself so far out of alignment that the cells in my body were no longer working properly and that I was in rough shape and I needed to make some life adjustments. So that's why I did. <laughs> okay, so I, Christy and I met um, every two to three weeks or so since that initial consultation. And we've been tweaking my program accordingly so that I can heal my own body and my mind by just doing these little things. So she's got me journaling about gratitude again. Um, she's helping me with meditation and reaffirming the importance of slowing down and listening to my body. I'm doing some other small adjustments like dry brushing before I shower. Google it if you don't know what that is. Uh, I'm cooking more often. Anyone that watches me on Instagram, you know that I do not cook, but I've started to, to make my own food and put love into the food that I'm eating. Um, oh, this is a big one. I'm not to look at my smartphone in the morning for the first hour I'm awake. This is for stimulation purposes. I'm not drinking alcohol much anymore, okay? I'm limiting it to once per week, which is friggin' hard, but it's not hard. Okay. Like I don't want to drink. 
It doesn't make me feel good in my body right now. And I'm, I also, I'm supposed to take two baths per week. <laughs> that seems like a pretty great uh, prescription. Hey, <laughs> take a, take a couple of baths in the week. Oh, okay. So again, these are just little things to gently bring myself back into balance based on the elements within me and the needs that, that they require. So I never thought that this would ever in a million years be possible. And I'm sure it sounds crazy to some of you and you might be rolling your eyes or you might've stopped listening to me, but I have been feeling this intense fatigue depression in my body for like six years. And now after two and a half months, it's almost completely gone. Now, Christy believes that I have a strong intuition, which I believe has been the result of the awareness practices I've put into place over my life over the years. And that I need to continue to pay attention to what's happening in my body. So right now, as I sit here speaking to you, I have to say that I'm enjoying life with this new energy and new meaning. Everything's different. I may have been living my life out of balance for years and years and just chalked it up to what normal feels like. Now, I also want to say that if you're feeling the same way I did, I am not saying you should go out and do all of those things that I did or I'm doing with Christy. No, that's not what I'm saying. I all, like what I said earlier, each and every one of us is different and what works for my symptoms may not work for yours. But oh my gosh, now that I've been living an Ayurvedic lifestyle for over two months, I'm so fascinated with the science behind it and I'm, I'm educating myself slowly and I'm loving every single minute of it. I like ask myself, how have I lived all the years of my life and I've never heard of this life practice? Also, now that I'm talking about this with all of you out loud, I really feel like I have to bring Christy on the show now. <laughs> Because she's been, she's an expert. She's been practicing Ayurveda for over 12 years and she's also such a lovely person. Oh my gosh, I hope she says yes. <laughs> okay, so this all brings me to the present moment. Week two of the comeback of Elisa Unfiltered, living life out loud. And I want to say, oh my gosh, all the things I've learned about my body and my mind over the last six months are, are just wow. I'm I'm redefining what self-care truly means to me. I used to think, I used to think self-care, this is funny, was some sort of like escape my life mission. Like go to the spa or get wasted, party, say fuck it, I need this, I deserve this and like do things like those types of things, okay? But I'm redefining that now. I'm also redefining self-love and... I've taken the steps to appreciate myself, love myself, be kind and compassionate in all the areas of my life. I work on my relationship with myself every single day. And now I'm redefining self-healing. And I've begun a new journey down a new road that is opening my eyes to this infinite possibility that I've been blinded from because of the culture in which I grew up in. It's all so interesting and exciting. But honestly, one of the biggest things I'm concluding here, one of the biggest things I've learned over and over and over in new ways every single time is that I'm responsible for the way I feel. 
I create the drama in my life. I create and manifest everything. I'm experiencing all the things in my life, whether they are beautiful, magical things or tragic in nature. I was meant to experience it and learn from it in some way. And lastly, there is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind. Okay, the grind is not my purpose. That's not why I'm here. It's not why you're here either. The grind puts me out of balance and makes that pendulum of life, which I like to call life balance, swing lower and lower and it pulls me down. The grind is not serving me. And honestly, I love my job and it doesn't have to be a grind. Get it? It's just me that it's making it up in my mind. I'm creating the story that I'm a failure if I don't do everything and that life is so hard or whatever the story is that day. It's just a story and it needs to be balanced out with love, compassion, and healing. (sighs) I am so proud to say I am shifting. I feel that. And it is a great day to be alive. I am back. I am back. This is me and I'm so happy in this moment. <laughs> okay, I think that's all for today. Wow, that was a lot. Now, on to some business. If you haven't done so yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review for this podcast. Also, keep direct messaging me, guys, and keep tagging me in your posts. Your engagement with the show means so much to me. Thank you all for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.